Hello and welcome to the 50th episode of Damage Control Podcasting, a professionally unprofessional look at the conventions, ideas, and genres of filmmaking. I'm here with... Cody Dietrich. Daniel Newkirk. Okay. We are now officially over the hill. 50. Ooh, baby. 50. Wow, this is only the beginning. With our old wrinkly balls. Our jingle balls. Dang, I'm glad Tyler laughed at that. Uh, I'm, glad I'm so glad, glad Tyler's not here for this now. <laughs> He's not going to rate me for it. So to, anyway, tonight's episode is holiday movies. Yes. Okay? Yes. Alright. So, <laughs> tonight's trivia. I'm glad someone laughed at that. I, I wasn't, I wasn't Did, didn't you just reuse, this, reuse that joke from the last time you thought we were over the hill? No, the wrinkly balls one? Mm-hmm. No. Did I? No, it was enlarged prostate. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. If that's if we have, though, let us know in the comments down below. Yeah, Cody's mom, let us know. Okay. Let us know about Cody's prostate, mom. Cody's mom. <laughs> uh, trivia. Ah. <laughs> Which holiday film started life out as Christmas '59? The story is all about Christmas, but ends on Christmas Eve. And one of the houses houses used is famous for being Murtaugh's family home from the Lethal Weapon series. Uh, Die Hard. No. Christmas 59 turned into Die Hard? Oh. 59. I, ju- I have never seen this movie up until uh, two weeks ago. I finally just saw it. Jingle all the way? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, that's my second guess. Christmas 59? That's what it was originally. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Was, was it originally not intended as a sequel to Lapoon? No, so John Hughes, the writer, wrote, uh, <clears throat> wrote a movie, Vacation 58, which he ended up using. It was like a short story or a short script for a movie. He ended up uh, pilfering that uh, short story into National Lampoon's Vacation, and then he had a, he had a sequel... To his original short story, and he just pilfered again. That he pilfered into, yeah. Hmm, interesting. All right, that's one of my favorite uh, Christmas movies. By the way, I like that one a lot too. Christopher, Christopher, Chris Columbus, the director, the dude who did the first Harry Potter. Uh, he he did the first Home Alone, also written by John Hughes. He was directing originally directing National Lampoon's, but after like a week or so, he said he went up to John. He's like, "Look, I know I need to work and I need the money." But Chevy Chase is such a prick, I can't work with him. So he's always been an ass to and, work and with. And he walked off set. And then they ended up giving him home alone. Interesting. That man's really talented. I mean, directing movies, sailing ships, founding the new land. And, and just so such a multifaceted leave, man. Leave and the jokes to me. <laughs> well, his age, take his age in consideration. It's, yeah, he's, he's what, been like around three, since 1492. Years? At least 1492. At least 1492. Did you hear that theory that he was like a badass military dude? Uh, I heard Columbus? The, yeah. He was like a little bitch. No, no, he there was, was like a, a theory that he was uh, like some badass like, uh, assassin. You mean the more of, I like the, oh my god, what, as the murderous pirate mule, uh, killing hundreds of natives. No, no. As a basically a pirate scumbag, is that what is that what the theory is? No, that's proven fact. That basically, when he was in the what he thought was a new world, which is basically down in the Caribbeans, right? Uh, he just Caribbean, I think it's pronounced. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> he was basically just like, uh, "Hey, trade, we're gold, no gold, bam, take what I want." Well, you're right, but I meant before that. Even before that, 
uh, in like his past life before he became Chris Chris Columbus, he was like this badass uh, like pirate mercenary dude. Huh. 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 Okay. Huh. <laughs> right. How many Christmas movies came out in the holiday season of 1989? It's oddly specific. Uh, twenty-five. Uh, eight. Two. Prancer and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You say it like that, like it's supposed to be some giant number, and then you confuse us with, it was only two. I know, I tricked you. (laughs) What? (laughs) I, 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 no, I disagree with that. There's no way that only two Christmas movies got made in an entire year. Like, especially if you count, like, certain indie publishers and nation and, like, worldwide, there's no way only two got made in 1989. Yeah. That's what the internet said. Oh, okay. And from episode one, <laughs> the internet doesn't lie. We're now in episode 50, Daniel. Come on now. Right, right. You think I'd remember that. Well, Adam doesn't fact check. <laughs> <laughs> well, give Adam the benefit of the doubt. They do reuse a lot of Christmas material, like, all the time. Like, how many years have they played Ray- Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer every year? That's because it's a classic. No, no. It I is. Say it, it is. I'm just saying. No, 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 no. I didn't say anything that didn't air. I said that was that came out in theaters. Okay, I believe that number then came out in theaters yeah. in the U.S. Maybe. We're the only country that celebrates Christmas. No, I, I don't think so. I don't think that's right. Uh, anyway, where do they celebrate in England? Hanukkah. <laughs> I can't. I can. What holiday film caused its main star? To have to, what? <laughs> I wrote this. This is hard. What holiday film caused its main star to receive anti-rabies injections? Ooh. Uh, it's one of the ones where they was messing with one of the animals and they actually, actually, he actually got bit by it. Uh, is it uh, the Ernest Saves Christmas? No. Because he bit by Now rabies? remember, these are holiday films, not necessarily all Christmas. Oh, so this is a Hanukkah. Uh, this is uh, Groundhog's Day. Groundhog's Day. When right. okay, I got information behind this. When he's in the car driving with the groundhog, he was messing with it too much, and it bit him right before the scene where he turns to go into the ravine. Wait, that's a real groundhog? Yes. Did, I thought I could have swore that was like a puppet or an animatronic. No, some of them were. Yeah. Some of them were, but while he, uh, one were that groundhog is on the wheel, that is a real groundhog. Huh? No kidding. Supposedly he's another prick to deal with, too. Bill Murray? Bill Murray, yeah. I refuse to believe that Bill Murray is an asshole. Bill Murray seems like such a genuinely nice guy. Are you being serious? Yeah. I can't... I, like, he's always are going... Are you genuine? Yeah, like, he's always going to, like, Mets games and stuff, and, uh, like, like, he'll donate things, or he'll do autographs for free at them, and he'll, like, like, give tickets away and shit. Like, he seems like a genuinely nice guy. I'm very surprised that he would be an asshole. Okay. How many days are depicted in the film, the Groundhog Day film? How many days? Uh, this is up for debate because... Yeah, there's a pretty hefty montage in there. It's got to be like 300-something. Like, and some theories are that it's more than that because you, you can't realistically learn how to play a piano with not being like a natural savant within just 300 days, I don't think. The way he is playing it, so... One of the theories I read that is actually he's actually been that way for he, he been the no, loop for years. Not, not with the, how many stories are actually just depicted in the film. Mm. 
not oh, how many yeah, okay. in, in the film. I think 79. Okay. You need to go under, by the way. Uh, I'm going to go 35. Holy shit, 38. Hey! The Harold Ramis originally wanted the Bill Murray character to be trapped for 10,000 years. Because his... There's a YouTube video on it, but his thinking was groundhogs usually live for 10 years. So he wanted Bill Murray to be trapped for 10,000 years. Okay. There's a... YouTube it if you that I think Matt sure. Pat does a theory on it his film theories um, uh, he has a, oh, I'll have to look that up well, well he might not be Matt Pat but there's a thing out there because there's game theory then I know there's a film theory yeah Mil- he, Matt Pat does film theory yeah, yeah film he, theory. I think he has an episode on Groundhog Day I am looking that up right now this holiday film features one of the largest ensemble cast in Hollywood history reportedly paying Julia Roberts Eleven thousand nine hundred and fifty-two dollars for every word she spoke. Two hundred and fifty-one words for a three million dollar paycheck. A movie, Christmas movie with Julia Roberts. A holiday movie. Uh, is this Valentine's Day? Holy shit! Yeah. 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 The largest ensemble cast. I remember that. One. Okay. All right. This holiday film was shipped to theaters under the code name Last Romance and was supposed to continue the holiday-themed franchise started by Gary Marshall's Valentine's Day. Huh. I have no idea on that one. New Year's Eve. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, New Year's Eve was supposed to be the sequel to Valentine's Day. That's right. And yeah, it's got the yeah, dude, yeah. It's got the dude from Transformers, Josh Duhamel. No? Okay. Anyway, what... Ho- Sorry, there's only one Transformers movie and Josh Duhamel wasn't in it. Oh, wow. Uh, what holiday film has nine directors? What holiday film has nine directors? That seems like that was a production nightmare. So it was a bad holiday movie. Love Actually? Hey, he's going with Love Actually. I, uh, at this point, no, I like, uh, pass. Holidays. It's the anthology horror film on Netflix. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so it's like, it's like trick or treat, just multiple stories, each based on a different holiday. Yeah. And the one, and one continuous, don't go to the next video, just in one video. It's just an anthology, it fades and fades out. Okay. Yeah, like, um, was it double X? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So, with the Grinch pulling uh, pulling in seventeen point nine million in the box office so far, and Christmas approaching, we decided to discuss holiday flicks. Not necessarily Christmas flicks, but holidays in general. We can talk about Christmas too, but not. We don't have to solely do uh, Christmas movies. So, speaking of the Grinch, I haven't seen anything with uh, Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch's Grinch, uh, the original Grinch. Scares the crap out of me. The what, Grinch? The the oh shit, the Ridge Grinch <laughs> scares the thank you, scares the crap out of me. I don't really like watching it, and I didn't really care Ow. for Jim Carrey's. Grinch. How are you scared of the original Grinch? There's like, that. What? Scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. In case for the people who can't see the audio uh, format, the scene where he discovers the plan and then his smile. Yeah. And plus, as I discovered, Tyler told me, didn't Boris Karloff do the voice? Uh, he does the narrator, I believe. Oh, yeah, I don't like the voice. Mm. You're plus, a mean one. Mr. Grinch, you have termites in your smile. smile. So did you did you guys like do you guys like the Grinch? That's a classic. The, the original one is anyway. I love it. I try and watch it every year. Yeah, that's a classic. And that's the Dr. Seuss thing. Yeah, the Dr. Seuss one. Yeah, Jim Carrey's I will avoid it all possibilities but Jim Carrey's was a part of my childhood that's a Christmas that's a movie I got for Christmas so I can at least watch it every year as nostalgia but I can notice some of the state one of the some of the uh, in it how could, how could you gritty reboot the Grinch he just kills all the who's yeah he just kills the who's when he takes the Christmas presents from him it'd be pretty gritty no no he takes the gifts and then leaves basically uh, booby trapped gifts Oh, yeah, like the uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas Halloween presents. Yeah. Yeah. But he's really actually sweet. trying to kill the people instead of, like, oh, look at this scary, cute thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm behind that. Okay. So, what are some of your favorite holiday flicks? Number one has to be Christmas. I just... It's just, uh... Oh, holiday seasons are actually flicks. Your favorite holiday films? Uh... That is uh, National Lampoon's uh, Christmas Vacation. Okay, I just saw it for the first time. You What? Yeah, because yeah, he doesn't like comedies or good yeah. movies. I didn't realize Griswold's kind of a kind of kind of like a badass. Yeah, like, yeah. I just that, I just assumed he was just like a pushover. No, no, that's the point though. He's when you've had enough, when you've had enough, you just had enough. Well, there's that scene. The where, man punched a moose. You know why he did a moose? Yeah. He punched a moose. Yeah, he punches a moose in um, uh, uh, Family vacation. vacation. Oh, I haven't seen it. Yeah, he but, basically... You haven't seen Vacation? No. Do you think he goes crazy in Christmas Vacation? He goes crazier in regular Vacation. You know, oh, yeah. You know when he's punching the Santa Claus ornament and then he starts kicking it? Mm-hmm. It's because he broke his pinky when he punched it. So rather than cutting, he just started kicking. To oh, uh, hide awesome. the scream? But I like... Uh, I do like the scene in Christmas Vacation where he's at his boss's office and all like the big wigs are walking by. He's like, uh, kiss my ass, kiss your ass, kiss his ass. Up yours. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. That well, because they funny. don't listen to him anyway. Yeah, so. yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. What did you say? I meant Merry, Merry Christmas, sir. I just didn't realize, because I just thought he was like a pushover, wimpy. Oh, no, Griswold's awesome. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't realize that. I think my favorite scene in all of that is after he has lost his fucking mind and he's walking down the stairs with a chainsaw and he hits the thing on the thing on the the banister and he's just like and cuts the top of it. I fixed the railing. No, that's speaking, so great. Speaking of the chainsaw thing, I like it when he originally comes out. A ridge comes out to cut the tree, and his uh, Seinfeld neighbor and her and her husband's like. Where are you going to put a tree that big? And he's like, bend over and I'll show you. And that guy says something. He goes, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> that is uh, so, yeah, that caught me off guard. Okay, so Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation, uh, Rental Christmas, and then... Uh, the Ridge or no? The Ridge. Okay. Uh, the Year Without Santa Claus. Oh, well, that's a good one. What's that about? Uh, that's the. It's the one about the Year Without Santa Claus. Santa Claus gets sick. Okay. And can't deliver toys. Is it animated? Uh, it's Claymation. animated. Claymation? Okay. Yep. It has one of my favorite Christmas songs that have basically nothing to do with Christmas. Uh, Snow Miser, the Snow Miser and Heat Miser song. 
Oh, so that's where that comes from. Yeah, I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Snow. Well, that his name's Mr. White Christmas, so it, it no, no, his something. his name is Snow Miser. Yeah, he Snow said Miser. I'm Mr. White Christmas. No, no, he's making the thing that he's the reason for a White Christmas because he controls the snow. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So the whole plot is that, um, for whatever reason, they have to make it snow in North Carolina. I think it's in, lower than that. Is it South Carolina? Yeah, it or has it to be. It's like you have to make it snow. You have to prove it, it snows uh, down south uh, to prove that you're actually elves, so you can get your reindeer back. Huh. Yeah, and uh, uh, Snow Miser and Heat Misers are brothers that hate each other, and he's trying to convince uh, uh, Heat Miser I, to let Snow Miser put uh, snow below the equator, basically. Mm-hmm. Even though that's not how technically it actually works anyway. But basically, they got a line where, I'm allowed to put snow up to here, but no further. Well, the Earth's flat, so it should work. Yeah. <laughs> so, Daniel? Um, if we're talking holiday movies, or Christmas movies, none of them hold a candle to um, Up at Christmas Carol. Uh, that's a classic. I watch it every year with my family on Christmas Eve. There is no way you can improve on a Charles Dickens Christmas Carol unless you use Muppets. Exactly. It's so good. And it's got Michael Caine in it. It's so, so well done. I forgot my favorite, third favorite, and that is Frosty the Snowman, the original, well, the original animation one. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Yeah, Frosty was a great one. Um... Uh, if we're talking about not Christmas movies, Groundhog's Day is a classic. That's absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, I think those are my two favorite ones. So, um, also in the Christmas genre, I mean, Christmas Vacation is great. Um, uh, I'd always have a soft spot for Rudolph. Yeah. Um, my, you know, there's a lot of controversy with Rudolph right now this year. Uh, what is that? They're still with that one. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dancer is... Dancer says something like... Um, this is the claymation one. Yeah, yeah. Dancer says... They go out to look for Rudolph or something, and Dancer says, You just stay here. This is man's work. Uh, Santa is seen as a bully. Um, the, Santa's a super nice guy in that movie. The elf that wants to be a dentist. Apparently, his obsession with teeth... Is stem from like serial killer uh, type antisocial behavior. Uh, Rudolph, what's the deal with Rudolph? Uh, I think one of the things is the bullying thing that's uh, aspect that's in the movie where they bully Rudolph because he's different. And then, oh, now that we now that you have something we want, now we want you. But but there's something, but right, but there was something that Rudolph does that makes him. Uh, his nose starts glowing red when he gets close to uh, the female deer, and that's like a sign of it, or basically an erection thing that they're trying to compare to. Right, but actually, in reality, uh, female reindeers have redder noses. They don't have glowing red nose, obviously. But, but isn't that isn't that weird? Like, oh, there's another one. Like, they're trying to get the song uh, "Baby It's Cold Outside" band too because uh, now there is some creepy shit in that one. Like, agree, but yeah, I understand. Like, there's some people that just need to relax on that kind of thing. Yeah, like, it was made during. But there's creepy shit in like Kanye West songs. Um... Oh, no, no, that's under that's uh, acceptable because they put a 
uh, a rating on that. Just if you don't want to listen to it, don't listen to it. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. Don't yeah. ruin it for everybody. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, turn it off. Move on to a new radio station. Switch movies. It's fine. And I guess Charlie and, Brown Thanksgiving special got under fire to um, the only black character in the Peanuts world was sitting on the table on the other side of the table by himself in like a rickety old lawn chair. Okay, that's hmm. just heck. I sat in a lawn chair when I was at my sister's Thanksgiving this year. You make do with the chairs you have. You think sometimes people just like look too hard? Yes. Yeah, definitely. This. Th- I mean, there are some legitimate complaints in the world. I don't think any of those really are. And I think one of the big problems is that everyone assumes that we should be looking at things in a modern light. You need to look at these kind of things in a more understanding of the period um, and understanding like intent. Yeah, sure. Dancer has has a misogynist line and Rudolph, but he. I mean, that movie was made in the era where men were kind of expected to be misogynist. Um, And then, also, just because Dancer has a misogynist attitude at some point, he's never glamorized for that. If I remember right, he actually gets relatively... Like, he doesn't really do much at all in that movie. Like, he goes out looking for them and then never finds them. It's uh, uh, Yukon Cornelius... Who uh, you know is who saves the day? And speaking of that, in your hero Mad Pat, did you see the one where he proved that Yukon is Santa's lost son? Yes, I very Dad. much liked that one. I, I sent that to my dad because dad loves that. Uh, pissed my mom off. Oh really? Because she's she's one of those people that doesn't like like uh, she doesn't like any sort of like fun or thrills on anything. It's like it is what it, like uh, this is really going to make people dislike my mom, but uh, she she has no problem. She has no problem with gay people, but uh, it's because she has gay friends. She's got no problems. Uh, I'm making it worse. Yeah, anyway. you are. But anyway, big fan of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she now dislikes the Harry Potter universe because she feels she feels like J.K. Rowling has made Dumbledore gay just because it fits in with today's society. And I said, Mom, first of all, she said she always thought Dumbledore was gay. Second of all, it's not like he's second of, like. Second of all, it's an imaginary character, and who cares? And just, yeah. just read it in your mind. If you don't want him to be gay, just read it in your mind like he's not gay. Yeah, yeah. in the book, it's not like he's looking at Harry's ass, like saying he's grown fine up fine, Harry. Well, like she she explains, you, you, I dropped my wand over there. Can you pick it up for me? Uh, he, he dropped he, his what? Wand. He his said, penis. First of all, first of all, J.K. Rowling said gay, not a pederast. <laughs> no, but that's what people were like, because the most uh, homophobic were like, oh, no, no, he's going to be pervin after all the boys in his school then, because people take it to the extremes on everything. Yeah, I think it's like, until there is a defining scene on a character's sexuality, I just kind of assume that every character's sexuality is up in the air. So, like, until, like, if I'm watching... Teletubbies. No, I'm sorry, that's a bad... Uh, Say I'm watching, like, like Arrow on CW. Until they show Oliver Queen, like, going after a woman, 
I'm going to leave his sexuality open until they tell me what his sexuality is. You know, he like, spends a lot of time for that one character. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know anything about Arrow, but who's the black guy? Diggle. Diggle. John Diggle. He spends a lot of time with Diggle. I know that much. Mm-hmm. No, honestly, I'm sure I so consciously I don't even think about people's sexuality. Uh, I'm heterosexual, so probably so. <laughs> for the most part, for the most part, I'm heterosexual. So I'm probably it's the way you hold your drink. Sometimes we can tell. So probably subconsciously, I just assume everyone's heterosexual until it's proven. I'm like, oh, okay. You, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, like everyone, no one's judgmental. No one should be. Even people who say they're not judgmental probably are subconsciously oh well yeah i mean i think people like automatically fill in the holes so if you have a that's what she said ah, so if, if you have a character and you have features of that character that are undefined you tend to define them um just from your own personal experiences and then until the writer director producer redefines those aspects. You just kind of have that running headcanon yeah. on, on that character, and that's fine. I think there's nothing wrong with taking a look at that character and going, I believe that character's straight or I believe that character is gay, as long as when they prove you wrong, you're not upset about it. Because uh, it's their canon's correct, not your headcanon. Uh, you have obviously never read any fan fiction. I have. We fan are, fictions aren't official. I know, it's All just... Right. We are way off topic. Sorry, okay. sorry. Right, just a little not, bit. I think it was my fault anyway. Yeah. Uh, Christmas story-wise, uh, f- flicks, uh, I like uh, the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. No. Uh, or- Orko steals one of Man-at-Arms uh, newest technology and um, goes to Earth and kidnaps these kids during... They're, they're out uh, sled riding, I think. I watch it every Christmas. I can't... See, you watch to, it every Christmas and you can't tell us what I it's used, about? I used to watch it when I was hanging up ornaments on the tree. Um, I, I believe there was... No, no, what I was saying was I think they were sled riding or they were trying to get a Christmas tree. I, don't, I can't remember which one it is. And then and then they get and then uh, they go back to attorney where they're kidnapped by Skeletor. So man-at-arm kidnap the kids. No, no, no. Orko steals a the latest technology of man-at-arms. Okay. Which is like a time-traveling spaceship deal. So anyway, they go back to Eternia where they're kidnapped by Skeletor. Skeletor takes them to the evil Horde uh, to see Hordak. And Hordak's like, get these fuckers out of here. And, and they and they the kids fall in love with Skeletor and start giving them hugs and everything. And he's like, what is this warm feeling that I feel? Uh, so then, anyway, at the same time, uh, the the at the Eternian Castle, they're setting up. Um, I believe it's Adam's birthday. Adam's and, birthday is Christmas. Well, there is no Christmas in Eternia. Yeah, but uh, all right, never mind. So anyway, so anyway, the party turns out to be a Christmas party. He Man saves the day. Skeletor, while while now having feelings for the kids, is still evil. It's it's pretty cool. Um, Ernest saves Christmas. I like a lot. Yeah, it's a great one. Um, I like White Christmas. Uh, uh, what's the other one? 
No, that's not. Yeah. The, the California Raisin Special is another great one. Yes, with the dinosaur hosts. Absolutely, the two dinosaurs. Where they're, where they're arguing over the wassailing or waffling. Yep. Uh, and no, yeah, no one can sing that song right through the entire thing until the very end when the angels show up. That one pretentious dinosaur, he's like so happy when they finally. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, there's a really cheesy, really bad uh, horror. F- themed uh, film that came out in 2012 called Silent Night. It's got Donald Logue and Malcolm McDowell in it. It's got a Santa Claus with a flamethrower on the cover. It's just pure it's ridiculous. It's just pure cheese and, and I like it. Uh, I watch that a lot. Um, there's also a Swedish film called Rare Exports that kind of takes the Christmas mythos um, in like reality. It's, pre- it's pretty cool. I like that one a lot. A couple of my favorite cartoon ones is the kid next kids next doors cartoon I used to watch when I was younger about the kids next door who basically are a secret unit of kids fighting the illness that is adults because adults oh, is yeah. a disease that turns. Right, 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 yeah, yeah. But the, what's awesome about this episode is they mix uh, Santa Claus with the X Men, so all of his elves are basically just the X Men. And the way Santa can tell people are naughty or nice is that he has a special cerebral room where he can see every kid on Earth at the same time. What movie is this? This is not a movie. This is a cartoon Christmas special Code called name, The Cave. Codename Kid Next Door. Codename Kids Next Door. Oh, okay. Uh, that and the Johnny Bravo Christmas specials. Oh, I haven't seen that. Are they good? They are fun because you have the original where he accidentally knocks Santa out because he thinks he's a burglar, burglar, and then he has to deliver Christmas. And it ends with one of my favorite lines, here's your gift, but remember, round two's next year. And next year they actually get in a fight again. Hmm. I always liked um, uh, Robo Santa on Futurama. Oh, yeah. I always liked that. And uh, American Dad's got, like, a pretty good running mythology of yes. Christmas that I like a lot. Um, Non-Christmas movies, it's, once again, it's really cheesy. Um, a really cheesy slasher film called Valentine's, or Valentine's Day. I think it's called Valentine's. Is that the one it's where it's, got, and it's in a mining town? No, that's My Bloody Valentine. My Bloody Valentine. No, Bla- uh, Valentine, that's got David Boreanaz. uh Right before Angel started, or right mm. after Angel hit, he had good hair then. I don't really like his hair now. Um, let's see, man, what other non-holiday film, non-Christmas holiday films? Are yeah, there? see, that one's hard. That one's really hard. That's yeah. why I proposed this topic to his da- uh, yeah. Adam and you guys uh, last couple weeks ago. Yeah. So here, here's a question: Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. What kind of movie is that? It's a Christmas movie. It takes place on Christmas. Part of it, uh, yes. And it also starts in the Halloween era, or yes. it starts right before, or right after Halloween. Right after Halloween, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a holiday flick. Yeah, it's a holiday flick. But is it a Halloween movie? Is it a Christmas movie? I would just call, I just call it a holiday flick. No, sure, no, no. no. Let's, let's, let's make an amalgam of Halloween and Christmas. You watch it. I got it. You watch it in between. Oh fuck! Yeah, you watch it in between Halloween and Christmas. You watch it on Thanksgiving. It's a Thanksgiving movie. Boom. All right. Ah, oh, shit. Another non-Christmas holiday film. Uh, uh, da, da, da. There was a hard. There was a late '70s, early '80s slash film, New Year's Eve. I don't remember anything about it. Uh, April Fool's Day. Did you guys ever watch that? Mm-mm, no. Uh, it was, it was all right. 
Yeah, this is a hard one. Is there any good Easter movies? Uh, there was that, um, um, that Hop movie. I think it had Russell Brand. Oh, uh, that was. Yeah. It had and it had Hugh Laurie as the dad. Yeah. You didn't like that one? Did you see it? Yeah. It was. It was hard. Basically, it was all cliches. I think um, for Easter movies, I don't think we can continue on without talking about uh, Ten Commandments. I think that's a kind of a quintessential Easter movie, even yeah, if you're not religious. My famous is number five. My favorite is number five. It's number five. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, like usually Easter, we my family either watches the Ten Commandments or the Jesus of Nazareth. Ten Commandments, that's uh, the NRA dude. Um, uh, Heston. They blew it up. Them damn dirty apes. Is that right? That's the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Charles okay. Okay. I've never seen that. Uh, Born on the Fourth of July. No, that's not about Fourth of July though. Uh, shit. Yeah. Uh, Rise of the Guardians. It's a DreamWorks movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's oh. DreamWorks movies where they basically Avenger, uh, basically a bunch of holiday people. Yeah, that one was cool. But technically, yeah. That, yeah, that one's actually pretty interesting. It had uh, Watson the... as the uh, villain. Wait, isn't the, the bad guy the turkey or whatever from Thanksgiving? No, the bad guy is the boogeyman, Pitch Black. Oh, okay. It's what Mike it? from Pitch Black? No, no, no. no. Uh, his name is Pitch Black. He's uh, the boogeyman. Gotcha. Uh, and he's voiced by the guy who played Watson and uh, Robert Downer Jr., Sherlock Holmes. Oh, Jude Law. Jude Law, that's it. Okay. Uh, okay. What's the what's the one where the uh, the whole plot is the bad guy is angry at the holidays surrounding them because they keep like shouldering in on his holiday? I thought it was like the Thanksgiving turkey or maybe it was the Easter Bunny was the bad guy and he was trying to kill the Santa Claus and is it the Santa Claus Jack O' Lantern. Is it Santa Claus with the Tim no, Allen one? No, actually, no, it's animated. That, actually, wouldn't that the that was the plot of Hop, right? When they're no Hop was uh, basically the bunnies are in charge of Easter, but bunnies don't lay eggs, so they have chickens that actually lay the eggs for them. And oh, the chickens right. are like, "Why isn't this holiday chickens right. lay eggs, not bunnies?" I know what movie you're talking about. What the hell was that? Yeah, I don't remember. I thought it was Rise of the Guardians, but it must not be. No, no. Uh, there was another. Uh, there's actually a Thanksgiving one I can actually uh, think of now. It's uh, uh, it was either Turkey Day or something. Basically, it's about turkeys going back in time to stop turkeys from being the meal in the first Thanksgiving so they're not genocide throughout the ages as the Thanksgiving Day meal. Hey, they get pardoned every year. Well, one gets pardoned. It's actually about the one pardoned turkey he goes back in time. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, with uh, a genetically super turkey. Is it Ar- Arthur Christmas? No, I don't think it's Arthur Christmas. Arthur Christmas was... That was Santa, good, but... Yeah, Arthur Christmas is the one where Santa's <sighs> job is technically passed down from father to son. And Arthur Christmas is like the... Not necessarily Black Sheep, but he's the goofy one of the family not really meant to take over. Is it animated? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was animated. Hmm. I thought it was like uh, I've never heard... CG. I've never seen it, but it sounds interesting. Yeah, because I thought it was, I, I again I could before the podcast I would have put good money that it was Rise of the Guardians was that one. Oh, uh, hang on, let's. Uh, yeah, that that actually sounds. No, it's sure not Rise of the Guardians because I remember I've seen it like within the year Rise of the Guardians is yeah. them fighting the Boogeyman. 
There's, there's something with a similar concept as Rise of the Guardians, then. Like, that sounds like a plot of, like, an old cartoon I used to watch, but I don't think you'd be something you've ever seen. No, it's newer. It's, like, well, newer. It's in the 2000s. Or maybe early... early that's going to drive me nuts, because that sounds really familiar. Yeah, we're going to have to find it. If you know what movie I'm talking about, let us know in the comments. Send it out of an email, tweet at me, somebody, because this is going to bug the hell out of me. Or just listen to silence as we... <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. Okay, so, back to the script here. Um, what, what are some holiday movie tropes? Most of them are mainly Christmas movie tropes. What are some... Uh, holiday movie tropes. Somebody learns the true meaning of it. Okay. Yeah, everyone, uh, you have the, that one sourpuss that learns to like the holiday afterwards. Okay. Alright. Uh, something goes horribly wrong. But you can say that about every movie. Yeah, but that's a very major trope in holiday movies. Like, National Lampoon, he didn't get the bonus. Uh, but he did get the bonus. No, no. Hmm, he kind of forced it. Yeah. Uh, what was it? And uh, Grinch Little Christmas. Oh, he actually learned to love so he didn't destroy the gifts. Okay. All right. They've got uh, saving Christmas, whether the protagonist is saving the actual holiday or saving the holiday for a peculiar, for a particular family or group. Yes. Okay. Uh, what if I were dead slash never born? Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's only on like one of them. That's White Christmas, right? It's, uh, no, no, no. Christmas that's Carol and uh, Christmas Carol, and then the one with it's a uh, life. It's the Wonderful Life. That's yeah. the one I was thinking. Uh, about I, guess, I guess it counts in Christmas yeah. Carol. All right. Okay. All right. Becoming Santa. Now nah, that's nearly just the Tim Allen ones, isn't it? Well, there's also the the one with the skinny Santa Claus with the red hair. What? Uh, the Put one foot in front of the other. That, that one. Well, oh, technically, that like the OG, the Ridge Santa becoming yeah. Santa. Okay. Exactly, he's still becoming Santa. Santa comes to town. Oh, is, is that? Uh, That's it. Santa Claus is coming to town. That's the one. Is that uh, the Yukon's one where the turkey dad? tries to take over? Hmm? The turkey tries to take over. No, no, Santa Claus is coming to town. That's not the one where the turkey tries to take over. It. Isn't no is Santa Claus the one is where he becomes Santa Claus? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That you have oh, right. That that's the name of that movie. The yeah, one. Okay, the, okay. The, the, My apologies. That's Probably the most uh, famous rendition of that song. By the way, that's Yukon's Cornelius is dead. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, no. Well, Ernest scare or Ernest scares stupid. Ernest saves Christmas is about becoming Santa Claus. Uh, okay. He yeah. doesn't become Santa Claus. He just fulfills the role for a night. Well, no, no. no never mind. You no, know, you're right. No, he doesn't become Santa. Somebody no, else not, becomes right, Santa. Right, not Ernest, but the character, yeah. Um, a pr- uh, parental figure is dead, dies, or an estranged... Or, Jack Frost. Or a couple is estranged, or becoming estranged, then get back together. Jack Frost. Michael Key. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, it always seems like there's got to be a mom or dad that dies, and that that causes the love of the holiday to die, right? Or the divorce divorce couple, or getting divorced couple. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, kids teach adults to believe in Santa. Yes, yes. Uh, that's uh, which one's that? 
that had, I think pretty that, much all of them. Oh, believe in Santa. I thought it was yeah. believe oh. in Christmas spirit the, again. I mean, a big one is a miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yes. No, no, because the girl doesn't believe in Santa. Yeah, she does. Because then no, Santa, no, no, no. Then, remember, because yeah. she doesn't believe in anything. Yeah, and then Santa teaches her to believe in him, and then she gives all the letters to the judge, and the judge starts believing in Santa. No, the lawyer does. Well, they they go through a loophole, technically, with uh, uh, showing in God we trust, so if we can put our faith in God, we can put our faith in Santa. Well, that's the remake. The original, they would well, bring... the what? The Ridge, they brought in a giant sack of like letters to the North Pole. Letters to Santa Claus, like yes, hundreds upon hundreds, and they dump them all over the judge's desk. And the judge's like, and, stop, stop, stop. Yeah, and that that's what makes the the judge change his opinion. Because if a, if a federal government agency declares this man to get the letters from the North Pole and the Santa Claus, then the judge has must the, acquit. Has to declare him. Why would a Wookiee be on out Alderaan with all them? Uh, Whoa, what, what's the little guys? Ewoks. It just does not make sense. If it does not make sense, you must acquit. Romantic comedy go-tos. Uh, this, you should know because you're big into like... No, you're the rom-com dude. No? Is we're all rom-com. No, 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 I mean, Cody's more into rom-coms than I am. I enjoy a good rom-com, but also for dating, you have to have a couple on your DVD shelf. Uh, yeah, I did. I yeah, that's too. true. Uh, huh? Meeting the parents. Okay, meeting right. the parents during a major Christmas holiday. Time. Yeah, right. Uh, embarrassment in front of the parents. Uh, Bringing home a Jewish boy uh, fiance to a Roman Catholic. Odd one. Well, let's call it odd one out. Odd one out. Okay. Yeah. Odd one out. Okay. Uh, that because that can cover more than just the hating on Jews. <laughs> okay. Our, our you re- brought it up. Our resident, you did bring it up. our resident Jew isn't here, so I got to pick up the Jews. <laughs> yeah, we might uh, 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 lay well, off that. Y- well, yeah, because <laughs> well, Tyler's Jew-ish. No, okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> that one just hit me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to give it to him. That one. That was pretty good. Uh, you can just, you can just. Hear Tyler face palming <laughs> at home already, just like oh, these idiots. Okay, <laughs> all right. Okay, so uh, you guys ready to move on to tonight's homework? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so tonight's homework was to create a film around a holiday that currently doesn't have any films based on it. Okay, I have a list of the U.S. federal holidays. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's just bring. Uh, Cody, go get the uh, whiteboard here. All right. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, damn it. One of the wheels fell off. <laughs> okay. All right. The list of the U.S. federal holidays. New Year's Day. Okay. New Year's Day. Uh, okay. Okay. I will pick. Oh, no, no. We actually, I actually got a. I was going to say, yeah, I picked, a, I picked a holiday. Oh, you did? I did. I thought okay. that was For the mine. homework. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay you go. sent us homework to make a holiday. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like, we can still do this, but if we come to a particular one that we actually already have, we can go into our spiel about it. All right, yeah. fair enough. Right. Did anyone pick New Year's Day? No. But uh, the Family Man's technically a New Year's Day thing. The yeah. Nick Cage movie? Yeah, that's ta- yeah. I could cl- I'd clarify that as a holiday movie. Because it's got the tropes, he becomes a family man, then it all gets taken away from him. And that's that was the hardest part about that movie for me. Because there's that scene where the girl finally accepts him, like, glad to have you back, Daddy. 
even though it's he's not technically her father in a sense. And then she's like, I don't want this to end. I don't care about money anymore. And then it, yeah, that was the biggest dick punch in that entire movie. Okay. All right, so. <laughs> okay. What else would you call it? It's a pretty big dick punch. Yeah. Okay. New Year's Day. Okay, I'm going to name the holiday. Daniel, off the top of your head, just name a genre, and then we'll just roll with it. All right. All right. New Year's Day. Uh, rom-com. That's oh, too obvious. Okay, rom-com. Um, Fuck you. Rom-com sci-fi. Uh, a sci-fi com A sci-fi rom-com. Okay. Okay. Um... Oh, fuck. Uh, I don't want to go to the trope time-traveling movies, so I want to go to a different way. Okay. okay. New Year's resolution. I'm going to start dating... Uh, I'm going to start t- dating people who are down and won't lie to me. No, no, no. We're doing a sci-fi rom-com. We're doing a sequel to... Um, oh, what was the name of that? How? What was the name of that uh, sci-fi movie that came out? It had Dennis Quaid in it. it. Had Ben Foster. He was ripping the dead skin off of him when he came out of. Um, started with a P. Prometheus? Uh, no, yeah. no, no, no. Um, Pandora. Pandora. I've never seen that. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where they all have like space sickness or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so at the end of the movie, you discover. So the plot of Pandorum is it's a giant. It's basically Noah's Ark in space. Mm-hmm. So the Earth is dead. Every they 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 literally shot up one spaceship and they shot up one spaceship and one of the captains suffered Pandorum, which is a sickness you get from interstellar space travel, and he jettisoned all the space pods and all the all the humans and everything just just so so Earth. Discovering this sent up one last arc of humans and seeds and animals and everything. So anyway, the whole movie takes place with Ben Foster and Dennis Quaid uh, waking up too early. And, and when they wake up out of their... Uh, their uh, fuck, what do you call it when you go to sleep? Uh, hypersleep. Hypersleep. It's, you know, when you wake up in hypersleep, they like pull off their dead skin because their skin cells... Anyway. Their skin cells have been building for basically years now. Right. So, so anyway, so they wake up and they, they discover they woke up too early. Well, there's there's a twist I don't want to ruin. But anyway, at the end of the movie, you discover that they, they're not in space. They've actually landed on the planet they were supposed to, and they were underwater the whole time. So the, sci- so the two surviving members are Ben Foster and the lady. The, the, and they have to be Adam and Eve. Right. So, when the, well, no, there's other humans that survived and everything, and the seeds and the plants and everything. At so that I, point, I say... Uh, no, no, there's nobody else around. It's just me and you, baby. So anyway, the sci-fi rom-com is them on this new planet. So they have to start a new calendar, so why not start on New Year's Day? Just start from day one? Yeah. That should be the tag, starting from day one. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. I like that a lot. Okay. All right. Uh, inauguration Day. Oh, that's a horror movie. Ooh. Okay, so we start with the inauguration of our current president. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. I mean, that's I mean, pretty scary. <laughs> no, no. It, yeah, it could be a horror movie. But uh, it 
takes uh, it's like inauguration day, and then bam, uh, dimension opens from a demon world, and basically a demon inaugurates itself as our president. So, Forcibly. Oh, because maybe he pos- possesses the oncoming president. So it's like the omen. The omen actually happens. He'll arise to a position of power, and finally, when he gets his hand on the nuke codes, all right, we're going to start doing things my way. Okay, so so Armageddon comes true. The apocalypse happens. The apocalypse. He summons his army of apocalypse from hell. Okay, all right. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I... Like the like, there's kind of a version of this, but I don't know if it's PC to say it. What is it? Well, I, that's why I'm asking you guys permission first. There's because there's start there's already, an end? Well, I'm not going to say the word, but I'm going to basically say somebody's already done a version of this, and I think it might be funny. All right. Okay. Basically, Boondocks did an episode where Martin Luther oh, King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that. That's why I'm asking. Okay. Or should we come up for our own? Because that seems like a pretty. I would 100% watch that if it turned into a full length movie. Like, that would be really great. You were, you, so, were you a fan of the Boondocks? I did. I really enjoyed the Boondocks. Okay. All right. Yeah, it, it, the, the, the race jokes get a little heavy handed in some places for me, but overall, like. It's 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 really funny, and I probably shouldn't be laughing at some of the stereotypes they perpetuate, but they're that self-deprecating stereotype humor, and I get a kick out of it. It's really funny. Um, yeah, so if you haven't, if you don't know what we're talking about, there's an episode um, where they they have an alternate history of what if Martin Luther King Jr. had not died, but instead was in a coma, and he comes out and modern day and looks around and sees the the society as it is as well as African American culture where it's at and it expresses what they think his opinions on today's society's attitudes towards um, African American men are as well as what his opinions would be at the current African American culture um and it's it's a very interesting watch. In addition to being legitimately funny, okay, okay, fair enough. Like I like that idea as a full length movie. Like mm. probably never get funded, but no, no, it would. Well, if you get Tyler Perry on the project. <laughs> oh God. Okay. All right. Uh, George Washington's birthday. Oh, that you got to do a war film for. Like that'd be sweet to get a like a classic Revolutionary War movie. Do like a live action version of that painting, crossing yeah. the baton. Uh, to keep in with the holiday, they find his original journals from the time period or oh, something. Oh, so that that's so it's like uh, Princess Bride, where you got the dude reading the journals and then flashes like back finding to the like it wasn't all like the whole spiel about him cutting down the apple tree. That was all propaganda. Finding out the undersigned society of stuff back then. Wait, so so what I'm, my major question is this. Is he a vampire hunter? No. That's, that idea, that's, that's Abraham's job. Yeah, that was that was a pretty cool concept, and I kind of liked that idea a lot. That was very interesting just mashing ideas together. Okay, alright. Memorial Day. Memorial Day. 
Mm. I'm gonna go horror. Okay. Memorial Day horror movie. I'm thinking okay. zombie apocalypse. Oh, yeah, you could do that. Uh, that's a cheesy way out. Yeah. No, I'm thinking you do, like, you have, um, you make it like a PTSD movie where you have, like, this guy comes back from war and and he's okay, like, he's trying to be okay and then something sets him off and he gets sent back to whatever conflict he came from and, um... In his know, head. In his head, yeah. And, uh then you're dealing with the fallout there because he's not like he's ill he's not a murderer so it's like almost, so it, it ends up in like a Waco Waco Texas style standoff where he thinks he's in Iraq shooting at the enemy but he's actually the the SWAT team or whatever right and that gives you a really uh, a really interesting way that you could create and shape the story around him um where maybe people realize what's going on, and he's not just a serial killer, he's not just a mass murderer, and they realize, hey, this guy's just mentally ill, he's, he needs help, so they're not trying to just kill him. So you have a, a villain who isn't villainized. You have you have an, an antagonist that you start with through the movie, and, and then you have characters who are actually actively trying to help him. I smell Oscar bait. It could be interesting. Who we, who, who... Tom Hanks. No. No. No, oh, come on. You put his name on a movie, it at least goes up the list on the Oscars. Tom rating. Hanks died in World War II after he saved Private Ryan. All right. Who can we put? Who can we put? What about giving uh, Jeremy Renner? I was just thinking Jeremy Renner. Like, I think Jeremy Renner could do that uh, very well. Reminder, who does he play? Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Okay. All right. I, I like a little bit longer hair, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not the not the buzz cut. Okay. Um, I think John Barenthal could pull it off too if you grab him yeah, right out of basically Punisher. That character. Yeah. Punisher. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, this one's already got a famous movie behind it, but Independence Day. More aliens. Boom. No. No. Uh, what's that? Uh, coming of age story. Uh, par- uh, kids rebelling against their parents. Oh, I like that. That's a good idea. So it's just, it's basically a coming of age story set with the backdrop of... Independence Day, and he's got this old spiel, they're learning about it in school, and you're like, like, my parents never listened. Sort of like that one movie where they lock the parents in the basement. Yeah. Uh, Parent Trap? Yes. Yeah, that was... No way. Yeah. yeah. It was? Parent Trap? No. Was Was it not Parent Trap? uh, I had uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Uh, Hang on. Anyway, uh, continue, Cody. Yeah, but basically they're learning about it, like... They stood up. Why can't I? And then it just goes into all the kids in the town run away, and it just turns like, okay, we're gonna send them in, and they like repel SWAT teams and all this stuff because the SWAT oh. teams aren't going full blast. Oh, it's like SWAT teams, like Home Alone style. With yes. like Oh, that'd be pretty funny. I would, I would watch that. We yeah. are our own independent nation of something of yeah. the Republic of Kids. Yeah, you could even have them do like, like recreate like. The Boston Tea Party with juice boxes or something like that. Yeah, because they. Oh, that's what it is. Their 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 lunches. They take their lunches and throw them into the river because they didn't get what they wanted or something. Uh, and then uh, you go another route. Like they know that there's Nyquil. House arrest. House arrest. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I like that idea. 
Labor Day. I'm picturing like a throwback to the 1950s building, like that picture of them walking on like the the sky, the the iron work. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do like do like a like a period piece. That'd be cool. Then yeah. do it about like the formation of Labor Day and all these workers who had like these terrible, terrible working conditions. We got either Oliver Stone or, Sc- or Scorsese directs it. I don't want Scorsese. He's just gonna bloody it up. Is that the well, one? Yeah, is, gotta... is that the one I'm thinking of that bl- does a lot of bloody scenes? Uh, him or Tarantino? But you gotta it's... have people like falling off the girders and everything. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah but you can do that without. Like so much blood, like yeah, it'd be more realistic. But the the scene is just as impactful. Like Tommy, and then you don't see Tommy the next day. I want to see Tommy hit the ground. They see now that's a movie that Tom Hanks should be in. I could see Tom Hanks in that movie a lot. Is he gonna play Tommy? Because I sure. don't think he's gonna make it. Well, yeah, well, you know, or you could be the guy yelling for Tommy. Okay, all right, all right, I give by that. All right, uh, Columbus Day. I mean, we just take any mass murdering movie and make it a Columbus Day movie, really. But you really hate Christopher Columbus. Yeah, I don't like it much. (laughs) This is where we put our time travel into effect. Columbus Day discovers the modern-day America. Oh. Gets sucked into a whirlpool and shot forward. Like a Bill and Ted-esque movie. Not Bill and Ted-esque, like something, a strange portal at sea. And he, he washes up. Um, but I mean, in that sen- that that sort of sense of like a uh, level of realness and humor, you know, there's actually in their in their stories of Christopher Columbus when he was approaching the Americas, he saw like little ball little blue balls coming from following him. On the there's like it's in his diary that people are claiming are the UFOs. Oh, well, okay. What if we use that for the basis where it por- it transports us? Into he finds the modern day uh, Caribbean. Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah. Okay, and then we put it that it's the aliens' way of destabilizing our world, because basically he goes back to these wild stories. So little technology is too advanced. We never populize America, and therefore half the world is undeveloped. Interesting. Okay. All right, I like it. Okay. All right. I can see that. Um, Veterans Day. That one, I think, should be like a home drama about like soldiers returning from war and like reintegrating into society. Okay, what about this? Okay, what about this? What about um, not World War Two veteran? Because what, what, the Korean conflict was that like the next oldest? Uh, yeah, you've got uh, World War Two. Big one. The next one was Korean, and then Vietnam, and then Desert Storm. Okay, let's use the Korean conflict, Vietnam War, somewhere in there. Yeah. And his his grandson, or yeah, it'd be his yeah. grandson. You know, the millennials like they they think they're entitled to everything, and he's he's the I'm a millennial too, technically. So <laughs> don't give me that look. So uh, so anyway, he's the, he's from that generation where you know you know like salt of the earth. If you wanted something, you worked for it. You know what I mean? Like, there's the conflict of he he. T- the old man teaches the veteran. Old man teaches because let's say the kid, the grandson or granddaughter doesn't matter, is in trouble and is either jail time or boot camp. So they choose boot camp, and it's about like the the two weeks or whatever of freedom left that he has. And he's in the like he the grandpa 
teaches the kid like responsibility and maturity and all this and then the kid teaches the dude to like take the stick out of his ass a little bit okay I got a scene for this so it's like a dramedy I like it okay. alright I got a scene for this uh, the kids obviously every day he's got like a thousand dollar smartphone and he's like this piece of shit it basically uh, I can't get on the internet when I want and the old man just thinking about the time that the radio com that is petunia you had got shot and they couldn't even reach uh, for air support and whatnot and half his platoon got massacred while this kid's bitching about that his cell phone's not on the internet fast enough. Oh yeah, because he can't check his Facebook. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. See, my uncle, well, my great uncle, he had a similar, this is actually a real life similar version. Him and, uh, it wasn't his wife at the time, but his wife now, they would commute, he was in the Vietnam War, and they would, he would record, he had a uh, a reel-to-reel recorder, and she had a reel-to-reel recorder, and they would record, you know, converse notes to each other, and then they'd have to be shipped off to seas, get it, listen, they would, she would make one, ship it back, and, I mean, that's how, that probably took however long that took, and people bitch today because they're not getting it instantaneously. Yeah, definitely. That'd be interesting. Alright, okay, alright. Okay. Oscar scene right there. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I think you go just full blown comedy with that one and do like a National Lampoon's Thanksgiving. I was thinking I was thinking Pilgrims and Indians, Quentin Tarantino style. Ooh, that'd be good too. I'd watch that. Like like a hateful eight. Also comedy. Uh, also comedy. Well, it's Quentin Tarantino. It's always comedy in those. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That'd yeah. be fun. It'd be interesting. Okay, alright. Get a kick out of that. It, 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 I want it to be a scene where uh, the pilgrims bring like three pies and maybe two loaves of bread and the Indians just bring the rest kind of all smug-like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, and of course... Christmas. The the marketplace is saturated with Christmas movies. How can we make one different? Let's make it about Hanukkah. A Christmas movie about Hanukkah. Then isn't it a Hanukkah movie? No, it's a Christmas movie about Hanukkah. So you have, let's say you have uh, four guys. In a pizza place? Uh, well, no, not necessarily. Okay. Um, one of them is incredibly handsome. And he I owns know. his own business. Uh-huh. I knew this was going um, somewhere. And then you have like the other three. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And, uh huh. And two of them are brothers. Uh huh. Is one of the brothers good looking? No. <laughs> Shit. Uh, but one of them is married. Okay. Uh-huh. And he's married to a Jewish girl, and it has to deal with like, like them like dealing with like the Hanukkah and, and that side of his family being Jewish while the other ones are, are celebrating Christmas. I was thinking more of a Mortal Kombat style. <laughs> Santa. A bolt up Santa. <laughs> Wait, what's the Hanukkah? I don't think Hanukkah uh, has one. Uh, Hanukkah Larry. <laughs> Hanukkah Larry. You just, Hanukkah. Have, you just have a menorah throwing candles. <laughs> <laughs> no, how... I know. Like, uh, what was his... Uh, the from Beauty and the Beast, uh, oh, Pierre Lumiere. That's Lumiere. it. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. All serious. How can we make a Christmas movie different than? Hmm. Oh no! No, they got the Hanukkah zombie. What? Futurama. 
Did the Hanukkah zombie? Yeah, they have Santabot, the Hanukkah zombie, and Kwanzaabot. I don't remember the Hanukkah zombie. I remember Kwanzaabot. Yeah. Like, uh, I've been giving them the same gift for the last 75 years now. And it's always, what the hell is Kwanzaa? It's a book called What the Hell's Kwanzaa. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing he ever gives kids for Kwanzaa. Okay. How can... See, the problem is that Christmas movies have been so overdone. Like, you, like you don't have a unique idea. Like, like, you can't even go off the wall and be like, okay, we're going to have aliens and then Santa Claus has to fight them off because they did that. The Santa Claus versus the Martians. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, like in, in every every horror themed Christmas has been done. Yes. Okay, it's a Christmas movie. Okay. But Santa Claus is Jewish and has always been Jewish. But he's kind yes. of stuck into his contract that he's got to do Christmas every year, and he always misses a day of Hanukkah. Because like, there, there's overlaps. It overlaps at some point, I think, doesn't technically, it? Technically, wouldn't the stereotype be that the Jew probably wrote the contract? No, no, I'm just saying. Uh, it's not that he, it's like a contract thing. It's just like, okay, I've done it this long, but my word is my bond. I like it. And he's always so, like, this is going to be really racist and stereotypical. So he's going to, oh, another cookie. Why do I got to eat another? I'm tired, tired of these cookies. Okay. No? Okay. I, all right. Actually, I do. Uh, I like that a lot. So, so on that idea, there's a comedian. His name's Burt Kreischer. Okay. Oh. Um, he's he's <laughs> super famous for doing this uh, routine where he's in Russia and gets involved in the Russian mob. Oh, I've seen uh, he, he, yeah. He's really famous for this for the routine called The Machine. Right. So he has a routine where he is floundering trying to tell his daughter about Santa Claus. And his daughter's like, hey, what's the real deal with Santa Claus? And the story he makes up is that Santa Claus was Jesus' brother and the Jews killed Jesus. So Santa, to get back at them, um, gives presents to all of the non-Jewish kids as a way to get back at the Jewish people for killing Jesus. And I think you could turn that into a pretty good movie, which at the end, Santa realizes that he is punishing people for things that their ancestors did a long time ago. The little little yarmulke wearing bastard. It seems to got like a moral to it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Okay, all right. I like both the ideas, actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we talked about my favorite cartoon animated uh, He-Man Christmas special. How would the Transformers celebrate Christmas? Do they have like a robot? Uh, I mean, they're all robots. I mean, do they have like a robot version of a Transformer version of Christmas? Uh, they don't actually. Transformers is one of the few of those '80s cartoons that never got a Christmas special. That's not true. I got trivia about it later. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I need to find this because I was unaware of that. Yeah. Is I, it a modern day? Uh, I'm gonna say if it's not Generation One, it doesn't count. I don't think it. Uh, I, I don't know what generation. No, it's uh, IDW. Never mind. Oh okay. Yeah. IDW. IDW. Yeah. Yeah, that's the comic book run. Yeah. I know. Like, I'm surprised you don't know about it. Then. Uh, I haven't read all of IDW stuff. I I am still pretty far behind on their their books. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Right on. Okay, 
So any other any other things we want to talk about holiday before I move on to the next section? Yeah, I'd... Or, or, do you have our homework in there somewhere? That was our... Oh, I, that's what he thought the homework was. Did I not hit your holiday? No, you didn't. You didn't oh. hit my holiday. Did, did I hit, you hit your, your holiday? holiday? No, you Oh, didn't. well, shit. I want to hear this. Go. Okay. Cody, uh, you, you start. Uh, I said it first. Ah. Okay. <laughs> okay no uh, April Fool's Day. Ooh, okay. All right. Uh, it's got a movie, though. Yeah. Okay, we was doing obscure ones. It doesn't have... Like fifteen hundred movies, oh, like fair Christmas enough. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. My April holidays is straight out. Uh, what the f comedy? Okay. So for the last like a Seth Rogen type comedy. Yeah, for like the last twenty five years, this kid's uh, birthdays been on April Fool's Day, and it's well, just wait, it shouldn't have been all his entire life. His birthday's been. On? I'm getting there. Oh. <laughs> the last twenty five years, his birthday's been. April Fool's Day every single year until finally uh, he actually has to apply for a loan or something. He actually gets his original birth certificate and finds out that his birthday is actually uh, not even in April. It is March uh, 3rd. Okay. A month apart, and he's like... So his parents are just dicks? Yeah. No, no. We'll do it. I'm going to change this up a little bit. It's actually... uh, February 1st instead of April 1st. Okay. Uh, and he comes to find out that his parents were broke one year and couldn't afford a birthday party for him. Oh, so they're not. And so instead of him dicks. being smart enough to, like, isn't it my birthday soon? No, 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 no. That's next month. And every year it sort of happened again, so they just kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And so he finds out that he was eligible for so much more stuff because he technically was aged up uh, sooner than he thought he was. So that he always missed out on that. He missed out on his first radar movie by a month because he technically thought he wasn't old enough yet. And all this stuff for his entire life for like uh, the last 30 years. And he's just like, what else have you lied to me about? And he just finds more and more shit that his parents have just lied to him about that he's just accepted as fact for his entire life. Okay. And just grew like, what do you mean I have a sister? And so what, all this just like one after another. So what age What age range are we looking at? 30. 30? Yeah. Uh, what's a hot 30-year-old? Zach Efron? No, I'm thinking more kooky. Not as hot as him. Somebody that can be, you can easily believe that. Jonah Hill. Yes. He's old, though, isn't he? Like 40s? He's 30. uh, Maybe, but he could definitely play a 30-year-old. Yeah, that is my idea. He's like, I missed out on the... And he says it's going to be the line. It's going to be, I'm not going to, I don't have the movie on file, but it's going to be like, I missed out on, what's the first boobs? Because of you. Okay. Because uh, all his friends were talking about, oh, yeah, she had such nice tits. And he's like, and he's just like, yeah. I, I, I thought can't. he whispered and he just flat out said, he's yeah. got such nice tits. <laughs> That's my idea. Okay. Or like just it. a string of lies that his parents have told him for the last 30 years that he's believed his fact. Like, what do you mean? I thought grandma died. No, no, uh, she just left grandpa and ran off with this black dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, no, I'm just laughing because I did not expect it. It was kind of, okay, all right. But, yeah, just random, like, what the F 
of lies throughout the years. Okay. That's I like great, yeah. I do, I do like that. All right. Okay. So mine is on Flag Day. <laughs> oh, well, I never would have guessed Flag Day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, it's going to start off. It's going to be kind of like start off kind of segmented. Okay. And if you've seen like kind of like Boondock Saints, where they they like tell part of the story and then go back in time and tell a different part of the story and go back in time, that kind of thing. Or like non-linear story. Right, non-linear story time. Right. So it's going to start with this guy, and he's kind of grousing, and he and he and he's your stereotypical American with the, the 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 grill and the cheeseburgers, and he's kind of angry at the world for things that didn't work out, and he kind of misplaces that anger, and it kind of comes out as racism. In a lot of places, and we kind of go. Well, what age group? <clears throat> what, what age? Are we talking yeah, forties, fifties, somewhere so in there. Middle aged man. Middle, yeah, middle age crisis maybe. Yeah. Okay. And and you know he's got a family, he's got a wife, he's got son, and um, he has this really bad interaction with the taxi driver, and the taxi driver it just just screws up one day. And he's late for something that was super important for him, so he just goes on this tirade about the stupid Mexican, blah, 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 can't do your job right, yada, yada, yada. And then from there we cut to the Hispanic taxi driver, go back in time, replay his day, and kind of show what his stress oh, is yeah. and, and, and why he made a mistake on this guy's car and it comes back to the guy who owns the taxi company who is a Pakistani guy and who who kind of was super pressured on him for whatever day and it switches back to the Pakistani guy and we we go through all of his storylines and stuff like that. Oh, and the we, Japanese businessman that owns the company. Uh, right. And you go through uh, changing ethnicities, jumping from story to story and we probably do five, six characters like that in a two hour movie. But the important thing is that at the end of each storyline, people are they're they're hanging flags in front of their 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 doors, and the the obviously American guy hangs the American uh, like maybe maybe he hangs a Confederate flag, maybe he hangs an American flag, you know the Hispanic guy raises the Mexican flag or a Spanish flag, whatever yeah. you make it, the Pakistani guy raises the Pakistani flag, yeah. and then at the very end of the movie, you do one of those Quentin Tarantino like litter boxes where you've got all the scenes and then you see them all hanging the American flag in addition to their national Uh, flag or their 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 history flag or their ancestry flag. That's the one I'm looking for. That's the one I'm looking for. And they all hang like, you know, the the Japanese guy hangs the Japanese flag at the end of his story arc and at the very end, right before credits roll, he raises American flag too. Okay. I like that. Yeah. That's my idea for, for flag day. I never would have guessed flag. <laughs> what did you just, you just like? Did you just randomly look up the most obscure thing and build up around it, or what? Well, no, I was, I was, I was just kicking back and thinking, trying to find a good holiday, and like I kept coming up with like, yeah, like April Fools and things that holidays every like everyone remembers, and I was this close to doing a Boxing Day, uh, one, which is the day after Christmas. And then I, I remembered Flag Day, which is this obscure, crazy holiday I remember from elementary school, and thought that could be a lot of fun. No one, there was zero Flag Day movies out there that you know about. I, there's I would a, be very surprised if there was even one Flag Day Japanese movie. Japanese hentai flick. <laughs> <laughs> Not safe for work. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, I like that. I like both of them. Uh, moving on to the next segment, 
that I'm testing the waters with before our rebirth. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we're talking about holiday movies, my next segment is called Netflix. Netflix. Okay. F-L-I-C-K-S. I'm just going to list off some holiday movies that are currently on Netflix. All right. Okay. All right. In case you're interested. So it's kind of like a recommendation section, but... I don't... You, we're not really recommending them that they're terrible? Or have you even seen them? Most of them I haven't seen. Okay. So these exist on your Netflix with an X for our segment, Netflix with a CK. Netflix. <laughs> I'm confused as fuck. Anyway, just in case you want to see something... Here we go. Uh, the Christmas Chronicles. Oh, that has uh, Kurt Russell in it, right? Kurt Russell. Uh, that's actually on my, my list. That looks pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. He uh, he does some Elvis singing in it. Not bad. Nice. Uh, okay. All right. I wasn't too sure about that because he's not fat. And that kind of loses my Santa show for me. No, it's not, uh, it's not bad. A Very Murray Christmas. Bill Murray, that's a stand-up special. Yeah, more of a, yeah, like a Christmas thing. It's not a stand-up special. It's, it's like a... It's a Christmas skits, yeah, type thing. Hmm. Uh, Pottersville. Uh, there's a Bigfoot spotted in a tiny all-American town, but it's really just Michael Shannon in an ape costume. What it has to do with Christmas, I have no idea. Okay, that's yeah, just you brought up your Christmas movies, and this was in the list. Okay, uh, Red Christmas. That sounds like a horror Christmas movie. Yes. Uh, if you feel like the holiday season is too cheery and not bloody enough, then feast upon this schlocky horror flick about an Australian family who are terrorized by a brutal Christmas gift with a shocking secret. Red Christmas. Dun, dun, dun. And then Tree Man. Tree Man? Tree Man. Horror. Horror? Uh, I'm going to go with action. Neither one of you. Ever wonder where your Christmas tree comes from? This engaging documentary follows just oh okay I wasn't going there at all I thought this was going to be a cheesy oh where did the Christmas trees come from Dad oh uh, they don't they certainly don't chop them down no that'd be wrong they just appear someday in a field did you hear okay so so on that idea of not chopping down Christmas trees have you heard about people who replant their Christmas trees yeah huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I've heard about that. I, I only just heard about this like last week, and they they dig up the roots, dig up like enough structure for after the the Christmas season is done, they go and replant the tree. Yeah, I it's have, crazy. I had no idea you could do that. Oh yeah, you can replant almost any tree. Yeah, I just had no idea that was that was a thing you could even do with pine trees. That was so interesting to me. So, uh, just testing that segment out. What do we think? Uh, I think there needs to be a little bit more meat to that one. Oh, I'm either putting too much meat on it or not enough. (laughs) It was just more of like a recommendation section. Yeah, here's five things that I saw on the Netflix originals list before I came to the podcast today. We haven't seen any of them. Sons of a bitch. Okay. I'm just testing the water. All right. right. We're getting ready to rebirth Okay. Okay. Pretty shallow on that one. <laughs> zero and nine. Zero and nine. Zero and nine what? Zero and nine on your list. When you get past thirteen, that's when I think we start having a problem. Okay. Okay. Post pod trivia. Ooh. Okay. 
What is the name of the Christmas-themed horror film being filmed in Ernest Saves Christmas? Uh, the Santa Slay with S-L-A-Y. Yeah, I'm with Daniel. I think that's what it is. Christmas Slay. Oh, okay. I got the pun. That's the important part. <laughs> How many lights does Clark Griswold put on his house in a Christmas vacation? Oh, uh, it's like... 200,000 twinkling Italian lights or something like that. Yeah. Uh, 300,000. 25,000. 25,000, okay. In a miracle on 34th Street, the ridge, does Santa sleep with his beard tucked in or out? It seems like an odd thing, so I'm going to say tucked in. Out. Out because the cold air makes his whiskers grow. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. This one was for Tyler, but maybe you guys know it. Is it a Hanukkah trivia? No, you racist. In White Christmas, Danny Kaye and Bing Crosby's characters belong to what division in the military? He's seen it a lot. That's why I made it for him. Uh, okay. Uh, Air Force? Well, I meant like the numbered division. Oh, oh. Sorry. Uh, 501st. What? 501st. No. Oh, okay. 151st. Oh, I had two of the numbers right. <laughs> in, in IDW Generation 1 continuity, the magic of Christmas caused what Transformer to write a crummy children's book detailing how he beat up Megatron with the help of Buster and Santa Claus? I have no idea. I, I haven't read this issue. I know it exists because there was a Transformers holiday special issue like three years ago, and I haven't gotten that in my... Okay, this that. sounds amazing. This sounds like Santa Doom level stuff. It's It seemed pretty cheesy. I actually might still have a copy of it over there. Here's a hint. I picked it because of the name of the Transformer. I don't know what you like. Thundercracker. Thundercracker writes the book? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. It, 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 Okay, so that would have been, uh, yeah, that's that's about right because it takes place after All Hail Megatron, and him and Megatron had a pretty good fight in that series, I think. I thought IDW was pretty gritty. It is, but so, they they do some tongue in cheek stuff, funny stuff too. Okay, all right. Film tagline shuffle. The film tagline shuffle. I'm gonna name off a tagline. You name me the name of the movie. Okay. All right. We're gonna start off easy. Scott Calvin must become Santa. No ifs or ands. Dot, dot, dot. Just one big butt. Santa Claus? Santa Claus. Yes. He's having the worst day of his life. Over and over. Crown Okay. Bill Murray is back among the ghosts. Only this Scrooged. time, it's three against one. Okay. The most fabulous music and mirth show in motion picture history. Exclamation point. Mirth and motion picture history? Yep. So it's a musical holiday story. I don't know. White Christmas. Oh, okay. If A Nightmare on Elm Street gave you sleepless nights, or if Halloween made you jump in in every shadow, or if... Or if every Friday the 13th was more frightening than the others, then beware. That was an awful tagline. I don't know what movie that goes to, but that was a terrible tagline. It's like it's trying to 
trying to compare itself to all these other movies. Yeah, it's, it's gotta yeah. be like My Valley Valentine or something like that. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, that's an awful tagline. He knows who's been naughty. Krampus. Nope. Oh yeah, I would have best Krampus too. Uh, I don't know. Silent Night. The Santa Claus with the flamethrower. So you, you have those were two different movies. Yeah, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Silent Night. All okay, right. last one. This is my favorite. Warning! Exclamation point. Boobs in the first second. Exclamation point. In the first. It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> no. Ah. Uh... It would be. Is this an obscure one? I mean, it's Adam Obscure. Okay, I mean, it's I'm just going to pass because I've probably never heard this movie. Thanks Killing. Ah. Uh... Thanks Killing. I'm going to find it. I only just watched the first, like, four seconds. Yes. Okay, on the news, we have time, so we're actually going to hit news for the first time in several Ooh, episodes. news. Okay. Daredevil, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and most likely the Punisher and Jessica Jones will be canceled. Well, the first three are canceled. The next two probably will be canceled. If they cancel Daredevil, uh, Jessica Jones is definitely going to go after this next season. They will remain streaming on Netflix for as long as Netflix is up, but they will not be making any more new episodes. Thoughts, opinions? I think this they are they are doing a wall pull here. Okay. I think that yes, those shows are canceling. I don't think they're any of the plot lines. Because all three of those movies or all three of those shows left on some pretty big cliffhangers. And for them just to cancel them after they're getting a lot of really good press about them, I think they are saying, okay, these individual series are being done, and they're going to come out with a new show that's like Heroes for Hire or Defender, Defender Season 2 or something like that. They're just rolling all these characters into a single show. But, but what Marvel it? owns it, so they have to go over to, the, to Disney's streaming. And they may, it may be on Disney streaming. But isn't that too hardcore of a thing for Disney streaming? I don't know. It depends. I mean, there's a lot of gritty stuff on, on, um, like the uh, Marvel movies and stuff. So, I mean, is is Deadpool going to be on the Marvel streaming series or Disney streaming series? I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I have a thought. We've had the snap. We've had all that, and they have they dealt with that in the series. No, they kind of they kind of dropped all that. Haven't they? They, yeah, don't even, they, they don't even mention the event anymore. Yeah, they do. Do they? Yeah, they still mention the, the incident, and they still reference the Avengers and stuff every once in a while. Okay. But no, they haven't done anything with the snap, which I really was surprised with. I kind of expected something with the snap. Well, what if they are graduating? Oh. Instead of no longer being on the fringe and the Netflix, they're actually going to be integrated into the actual universe well, as backup. I would lose my shit that if Endgame me, had... That brings me to my next bit of news. The Avengers 4 in-game trailer. Thoughts? I I like it. I, it has a, a pet peeve of mine in it, which is they do a reveal in the trailer, and it pisses me off. Because we see a pretty clear shot of Ronan, and uh, then Ronan taking his mask off, and it's obviously Hawkeye. Yeah, but then they already... But I thought that was old news. I thought Jimmy Renner pretty much came out and said he's being Ronan. I think, the, yeah, I think he came out like, he, he may have, but it still would have been a really nice shot not to include in the trailer. And just show us Ronan and this then... cool ninja guy? Yeah. I really thought... I was... What I was blown away by, which is something lame that no one else would probably like, I, it's really pretty. 
is the shot of the Nimbus or the Nimbus <laughs> fucking Futurama the shot of uh, the Milano looking are they in the Milano? I, I, I assumed it was the Milano maybe it's not the Milano but it's whatever ship Stark and uh, Nebula Nebula and he, you know you're really far just way off in the distance you see the Milano and you see like a star cluster up. I thought that was really pretty shot yeah. I, I really like that shot that was a sweet shot um, other than that, I didn't really. I'm I'm kind of staying away from. I got a lot of questions, and like always, they leave you begging for more. Yeah, I love that we got a shot of the scarecrow armor. That was pretty. Yeah, serious. that was pretty cool. And uh, then the big one is how the hell did Scott get out of the zone? They're gonna have to explain that. Yeah, very, and they can't be just like, oh yeah, I found my way out. No, no, they explain. Yeah, they they are going to have to explain how he got out. So, so they're going to solve the snap with time travel. That's going to be lame. No, I don't think so. I mean, one, do we know that? And two, I think we always kind of knew that because, I mean, Doctor Strange saw the path through the time stone. Okay. All right. Uh, so I don't think like I don't think anyone's going to be surprised with this time travel. Okay. Do we think any other baddies will come in? There's been some art of Annihilus. Okay. That would be interesting, but he he would be an odd character to throw in on that. I I think you just leave it as Thanos being the bad guy. Speaking of the end game, she's not in the trailer, but what do we think of Captain Marvel's new trailer? I haven't actually haven't seen the Captain Marvel new trailer yet. Okay. You know, I like it. When... I want her to pluck Nick Fury's eye out. Well, no, because he still has the eye. I want her to... Did you, you know how she, when she's got the helmet on, her hair's mm-hmm. mohawked up? They got a really cool shot. It's not a spoiler or anything. So the helmet or whatever it is, is on, you want to call it, she's got like the mohawk. When it comes off, her hair just like doop, drop, drops down. It's, it's really kind of neat. Oh, that's so awesome. So it's like the mask comes up and her hair just like pops up into like a Spartan warrior thing. And then when it rolls off... It's an like, exhaust port. And her hair just like... All right, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's an exhaust port. Is it an exhaust port? Well, she's got so much energy just radiating off her, it's got to go somewhere. <laughs> that's how I'm going to actually uh, visualize it. I like it. Okay. Okay, all right then. I know I've seen a picture of her. Uh, basically, it looks like a Super Saiyan with the energy wreathed around her and her hair standing up with the gold. Jude like, Law, she looks pretty sweet. Jude Law is... His character, his, uh, a toy, a pop vinyl pop toy. Has oh, I ain't trusting any of those. That he is not. <laughs> he is not Captain Marvel. He is Yon God or whatever the bad guy. Okay. Yeah. Is it uh, Brie Larson who's playing yes. Captain Marvel? Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Um, okay. Paramount is moving forward with the with their GI Joe franchise reboot in a Snake Eyes solo film. Okay. Thought, no, wow, we don't care. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, unless they are going to do it in a completely different at, uh, like tone, it's going to be just a throwaway action movie. What if they give the Bumblebee uh, makeover? If they do that, I'll get start getting excited for it. Like, like but, characters in their the uh, original outfits. How do you do a movie with a completely silent protagonist? Why well, I understand work the for thematic- Blade Runner. What work for Blade Runner? Yeah. Like, there's talking in that movie all the time. Harrison Ford, that's the one I'm talking about? Yeah, those are the only 
audio is the narrator? No, uh, Blade uh, Harrison Ford talks. He does the robot test. The robots talk. There's that great. Uh, I don't know if it's the alternate cut, but where the main guy does the thing. Like I have seen the stars and the like. Right. Uh, there was that. There was that Netflix. What did I watch? <laughs> I don't know. There. You talking about a Witness? Maybe. There was that Netflix movie that huh. came out called Mute. I Netflix. I'm talking. Oh, is that the uh, uh, same thing with the uh, Quiet Place? Quiet Place. Maybe that. Okay, because that was the entire premise behind it. Yeah, that was the idea. So the entire thing is like, so what do you want to do today, tonight, guys? You have anything to say? You're also assuming that they're going to do the Silent Snake Eye, because Snake the original Snake Eyes wasn't silent. He wasn't. He wasn't. Okay, so that's just some flavorful thing they added on to a flavor. Yeah, the original Snake Eyes in the 80s Marvel comics, he talked. But was not he, much. Was he a dick? He was kind of a douche. Yeah. Um, so like, what if this is about the vow of silence? That could be all right. His mouth got him in a whole lot of trouble, and that's actually what led to the plot twist, like... You let him get away. It's because you blabbed your freaking mouth and couldn't keep it shut. You kept fucking tweeting, man. You can't tweet our physician, you <laughs> dick. <laughs> uh, okay, alright. Um, this is kind of cool. Uh, I kind of feel like maybe the NSA has uh, tabs on us. But in our Disaster Flicks episode, Tyler created the film and concept of a apocalypse. Alpacalypse. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a. I feel like Hollywood's listening to us, okay? Alright. There's a horror movie you can find streaming on Amazon that's titled Lamageddon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> them bastards. But I think it's a joke because you can watch the trailer, but if you go to buy it, it's. Uh, not one available. Mi- one million dollars and ninety nine cents to buy in high def, or nine hundred ninety nine thousand dollars for standard definition. Okay, this sounds like a scam. I I want to crowdsource it. I want everyone to you, chip in a few bucks. I want to buy this movie. You can watch the trailer for free. Lamageddon. I uh-huh. feel like we're being listened to. And people are pilfering our ideas. That's how all great things start. I mean, it's not quite as good as Alpacalypse, but it's still pretty good. A killer llama from outer space crash lands on Earth and begins raining havoc on a group of unsuspecting college students. So it's a alien llama? It's what it says, yeah. So into this movie. Why does it cost a million dollars to watch? Wait a minute, that may not be right. Yeah, a million dollars, yeah, yep. Okay, huh. so when one of us wins the lottery, if this is still up, we're going to do it and call the freaking bluff. Okay. Agreed? Agreed. Pass. Yes. Okay, I'll get the knife. Okay. All right. All right, all right. So, uh, any other news that anyone wants to talk about? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. We hit all the major points. Birthdays. Kirk Douglas is 102 and still alive. Who's Kirk Douglas? I'm seriously asking. I'm not good at names. Uh, Fuck, his son is uh, the original Ant-Man. Um, oh, Michael, he's Michael, Michael Douglas' dad. dad. Huh, does he look like him? He's, uh, he's, no, I, uh, he goes, 
What the fuck is that famous Spartan movie? Uh, no, I'm Spartacus. No, I'm Spartacus. Oh, so he was the original oh. Spartacus? Spartacus. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What did I say? That's what it's called, a Spartacus. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, couldn't yeah. think of the name of yeah, the yeah. movie. Uh, <laughs> Dame Judy Dench. Who? Dame Judy Dench, motherfucker. All right. M from Skyfall? From the oh, James Bond movies? I haven't movies? seen Skyfall. From any James Bond movie. I, I have not seen any of the Daniel Craig movies. Uh, before he, Daniel Craig. Yeah, he was in some of the Bros. She was in some of the Brosnans. I may have seen some of the Brosnan ones. The fuck is wrong? Uh, Toby Huss, birthday today. You may know him as the white guy that voiced the Asian con Supanusen phone on King of the Hill. Ah. He also voiced Cotton Hill. Oh, okay. I miss Cotton. All right. Margaret Hamilton's birthday today. You know that is what she's famous for. She the, sounds familiar. The Wicked Witch of the West, the Ridge. Okay. Oh yeah, she, she like seriously hurt herself during yeah, that. Yeah, she got real hurt in that water splash scene. Huh? Uh, this is for you, Daniel. Yeah, the, the scene where they splash the water on her and there's flames that erupt around her. No, no, that's she uh, got super burned. No, no. Well, yeah, that happened, but that yeah. wasn't the water scene. Was it not the water scene? No, no, that's the scene where she disappears in smoke in the Munchkin Village. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, she got super burned on that one. That's she why she was uh, riding the broom, I think, side saddle. Hmm. She hurt her butt? No, she, like, caught herself on fire. So why yeah. would she be riding a side saddle? So she wouldn't have to spread her legs over the broom. She could just sit and keep stuff off her leg. Yeah, I do know that they... they it happened on the first take, and they had to use that take because it's not perfect. Like you can see that she, the like they needed to reshoot that scene, and she's like, "No, I'm not fucking doing that again." I'm gonna re. I'm gonna YouTube that when we get done. You, I will do it right now. Uh, this is for you, uh, Kurt Angle's birthday today. Oh yeah, yep. Happy birthday, Kurt. Uh, John. You suck. John, <laughs> John Paragon. You know, uh, he's famous for being uh, Jambi, Jambi in Pee Wee's Playhouse. I'm not a Pee Wee guy. What? Oh. No, I'm serious. I was cartoons all the way as a young'un. I Jam- hated live action stuff Damn, as a kid. Well, you know Jambi is, don't you? Nope. The, I, the only Pee Wee thing I saw was Pee Wee's Great Adventure. Fuck My Pee Wee was uh, all the oh, Chichi Chomp Oh, we all know movies. about your Pee Wee, dude. Trey Cool, the drummer for Green Day. Oh, okay. Okay, all right. And then uh, Stunt Woman today, Stephanie Epper. Uh, she did stunts for Total Recall, The Ridge, and Commando, and Blues Brothers. Okay. All right. Anything? All right. Anything else before we come into a close? We're actually going to be on time today. The first time ever. Uh, sorry, I'm pulling up. Um, I'm pulling up footage ever. of the Wicked Witch getting hurt here. Well, I'm not going to watch that live on air. Why not? We got time. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's four seconds. Alright, let's watch it. See, I'm just gotta find it here. Yeah. Or, oh, is this just gonna. Is this just stills of people talking about it, not actually gonna show the yeah, movie? I have a, yeah. It might be uh, the commentary that they did a while back about it. Uh, yeah, okay. So, we are not gonna watch that on air because I found a bad video of it. Man, you love Asian porn. I do. Look at all that stuff. What the hell? That's not a chick of a dick. That's a guy with boobs. <laughs> I mean, is there a difference? Yeah, there is. Is there? I mean, is there? 
Is there? Uh, this might be it here. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Put the thing no, it's already bed. over at that point. Yeah, I was trying to see if they... Okay, anyway, we're not going to watch it here. Anyway. Well, we'll find it. We'll find it. Yeah, check it out. She got really hurt, and the scene is really bad, because you can see her, like, flailing in the fire if you look for it. It's pretty bad. Okay. All right, Just like out. that one rumor that there's a monkshin hanging themselves in the background is false. Uh, it's... The, the... That's actually there, but it's not, like, the the munchkin who hung himself. It's It's, like... Like a shot of the light. That's weird, but you can see the thing hanging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Do you seriously still have Bowser the Strange as your background? Yeah. Is that okay? Well, it's not the sexy pose. It's the. I think that's sexy. You don't think that's a good look? Uh, no, not particularly. All right, anyway. All right. She's turkeying up. Okay, Daniel, hit the closing. Okay, uh, so Damage Control Podcasting would like to thank uh, two of our new followers on Twitter, uh, uh, The Language of Bromance and Jays on Santos. Um, Language of Bromance is a local Missouri podcast that we might be collabing with here in the near future. Keep an eye on that. Um, also, on SoundCloud, thank you, Jacqueline Nelson, uh, Betty Taylor, Carter Beats, Tammy Dansby and Angela White for now uh, adding yourselves to our collection of people who listen to our podcast so now we can actually say our listeners and not just Cody's mom. Uh, Thank you very much guys Uh, really appreciate it your support matters um, an incredible amount uh, that we actually someone wants to listen to us jabber on about movies thank you very much. My uncle said he was going to subscribe I guess he didn't what's your uncle said? I'm not gonna say that on air. <laughs> okay. He gets mad. Oh, okay. Alright. We gotta do your no? Okay, alright. So anyway, you can find uh Damage Control Podcasting on across social media sites, uh at Dam Control on Twitter. Uh Cody Reddit. At Dam Control Podcasting. Have you done Message any, us. Have you uh, done anything? Slash anyone? you Dam Control Podcasting. Slash you Dam Control Podcasting. I don't have a computer. I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying. I, I there's recently, a thing on the smartphones called apps yes. that allow you to. Like, I have the app. Right. See, see, I've got this whole folder for social media for the page, including Reddit. And Once again, that Reddit. is a lot of Asian porn. You got on that phone. Well, uh, I'm. I, that's only in the Tumblr section, oh. and, and that's until the 17th. My work schedule has now changed, so I will have more time to devote to the podcast. I believe, and. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, anyway, congratulations to Cody for getting a daytime shift. Yeah, it's going to be hard. I have to go be, I have a bedtime again. That's going to be weird. It is weird. It'll make your serial killer pastime easier now that you don't have to work at night. Yeah, but it's also the thrill of doing it when you can actually get bet caught. That was what the thrilling part was. You are a strange dude. Okay, anyway, uh, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes... Uh, Facebook, uh, Damage Control Podcasting, and contact us at damagecontrolpodcasting at gmail.com. You have tonight's uh, tagline, since you had it last Oh, you guys both had it last time. You have it tonight. Okay, I have the tagline. Yeah. Do not open till X. That's it. Happy holidays. <laughs>